0: that we love you. We just came to show our appreciation to who you are. We ask that you speak to us. Pour your love upon us, O God. Let none live here the same as the king. Let them live here, O God, feeling the love of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? All right. I'm happy to be here. I don't know where everybody else is, but I'm happy to be here. Amen. All right. Last week, we started talking about my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of peace. How many remember? How many were here last week? My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of peace. Amen. And we went through a series, we started with the uh, key text was from Matthew 21, from verse 12 to 15, where we looked at how we need to make sure that the house of God is a house of prayer. Amen. How the house of God remains as a house of prayer and not a den of peace. And we said that if we leave the house of God as it is without... Uh, in looking and being uh, vigilant, it will turn into a den of peace. How I many remember? It, it's a natural progression because when men come in and commerce start and people start to do their yeah, things, slavery will come in. Amen. And uh, we said when the church doesn't say
1: we lose focus, we lose clarity, we lose passion, we lose commitment. And a lot of things can happen. Amen. And uh, so we need a powerful altar in the house of the Lord, know. So we are wanna focus on that particular circle. We build it or we can name the altar of God.
0: Hallelujah. We can name the altar of God. And when I talked about the altar of God, there are two distinctions. I think I made it clear last, last week that the altar one of the Hallelujah. Are you with me? and we have spoiled the altar to the extent that they, they reverence the altar so much that they worship the altar and not the God of the altar. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It's like you go to—I don't know whether you've been to churches like that. When you go to a certain part of the, you have to kneel or you have to show some respect, which is right. And in the quest of the modern church or the charismatic church to be very to move away from that idol worship, we have also gone to the extreme opposite where there is no sacred place in the house of God. On the stage, you see people for, fornicating. On the stage, you see people doing all sorts of things. Because there is no place of reverence. There is no place that is sacred in the house of God. In the same way, in our hearts, there is no area that is sacred. I don't know whether I'm communicating. There is no area that is sacred in our, in our heart. There is no fear of God. The reverence of God is lost. The scripture says, I know you not that your body is a temple of God, a living temple of God. If your body is a living temple of God, then it has to be kept in a certain way. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? So, we need to rebuild the altar of God. Both in the house of God and in our own hearts. Amen. If we want to see a certain power, want to see a certain glory, want to see a certain grace, then the altar is very, very important. In Isaiah chapter... 6 verse 1 says that in the time the days that King Hosea died I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his throne filled the temple. Now biblical historians say that King Hosea was one king that desecrated the temple. Was one king that did not reverence the temple of God. He actually mortgaged all the sacred items. He took all the sacred items out of the house of God and battered it away. I don't know whether you understand or not. And I always tell you that the Old Testament is like a picture of what we live in now. You know, some of us, the sacred part of God in our heart, we have mortgaged it away. That is why you can't see God. That's why we can't see a certain, we can't have a certain experience of God. Because we have mortgaged with our eyes and we have mortgaged our ears. So there's nothing sacred anymore. You allow your eyes to see everything, you allow your ears to hear everything. And the things you see and the things that you hear contaminate the sacred sanctuary within you and within me. Am I. I I'm trying to explain the message while I preach it. Sometimes I preach the message while I explain it. Sometimes I explain the message while I preach it. So this time around, I'm trying to explain the message while I preach it. Hallelujah. So we we need to understand that the power that is missing is as a result of who we are and who we have become. We read in Matthew um, 12 that when the money changers and the uh, cattle sellers and dove sellers were driven out, the miracles happened in the same temple that they had never seen any miracles. Amen. The same place where there was no vision, there's no encounter with God, there's nothing, the same place can can experience the presence of God, can see God's power, can see God in a certain way, like, like Isaiah saw. But it has to take the death of Uzziah. The secretors of the temple have to be driven away. They have to be beaten away. Amen. Until they are beaten away, a certain power will never ever come from the earth. Amen. See, altars are very, very important because it's from the altar that God smells our sacrifice. So, a sacrifice in any other place apart from the altar of God is no sacrifice. I said a very profound statement, but I don't think you understood it. I'll try again. A sacrifice without an altar is no sacrifice. If I I offer my body to be bent and I have no love, I am a sounding brass. I am a noisy symbol. Are you with me? Offering my body is supposed to be Romans 12.1. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable self. So it means that when we offer our body, it's supposed to be acceptable to God. But when we offer our body without the altar, it's not acceptable. You see, Satan is a master legal. Um, what What's the legal word? I think I'm looking for a legal word. Somebody who is very, very detailed and precise about the law. He's not just a, a legal person, he's not just a lawyer, but he's very detailed about the law. So he will use one article, and that article will, will make you guilty. I, I don't know whether you are, because he's an accuser. Every accuser is a prosecutor, and every prosecutor is a lawyer. I don't know whether you understand what, what I'm saying. So he's somebody who knows the details. So that we, our sacrifice that we are doing is great. But where's the altar? So even if God wants to accept it, he comes to God and says, that he, he, this person has no altar. This church has no altar. So why would you allow the presence to come here? Does Job serve thee for not? Is it not because you have hedged him? That is why he served me. If you like, you move the hedge and see whether he served He's always accusing us. He's always looking in detail. You see, a good lawyer knows how to poke, poke uh, what do you call holes, punch holes into the defense. Punch holes into the prosecution to make a nonsense of the prosecution or to make a nonsense of the defense whichever way it may be. Are you getting it? In the same way, he always it's always pointy holes. That is why the Bible said, give him no place. Neither give him any place. There shouldn't be a reason for him to make a nonsense of your sacrifice. You are sacrificing, you are sacrificing your time, you are sacrificing your energy, you are sacrificing yourself to serve God, but your altar is desecrated. So he cannot receive the offering. I always like to go back to the first mention. So when the first place the altar was mentioned is in Genesis chapter 8. First place the altar is mentioned in the whole Bible is Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. Then Noah built an altar. Have you seen it? First mention. Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal of every clean bed, of every bent offering, and offer sorry, and offered bent offerings on the altar. Are you with me? So the bent offerings were offered where are you getting it? Another thing that you must you must also watch, note every clean animal, which means that it's not just the altar, but what you put on the altar must be clean. What is the motive for doing what you do? Is your heart clean about it? Are you doing it for sure? Are you doing it because you have a free heart to do it? Paul was saying that some people preach not because they love God, but they preach to compete with me, to torment me, to harass me. They are doing the right thing with the wrong motive. I preached a message many years ago. I think you should go and look for it. It should be on the podcast about motives very, very powerful uh, series you have to listen to. Motive is everything. Motives is everything. The sacrifice itself is nothing without a clean animal on it. I'm saying some wild things, so I don't know whether you are getting, you know, sometimes people like to hear and receive messages because you are shouting and making. So when you are talking deep things and you are not shouting, they can't Understand the, deep, the depth of what you are saying. Hallelujah. The cleanliness of the animal is more important than the, the sacrifice itself. So you have an altar. What you put on the altar must be clean. Your sacrifice must be clean. Why are you sacrificing? Why are you putting what you are putting on the altar? That's why Jesus was saying that when you are giving, don't let your right hand even see what your left hand is. Or don't let your left hand know what your right hand is. Hallelujah. So out of every clean bed, out of every, a bent offering on the altar, and the Lord smelled a soothing aroma, then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although man's imagination, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have
1: done. So the altar has to be erected. event it has to be built.
0: You build an altar before you sacrifice. The modern day Christians we sacrifice without an altar. Noah built an altar. And there he put the and altar sacrifice. I don't know whether you are, you are getting it. So, my question to you, have you built an altar? Forget about sacrifices. Forget about doing everything you do. First things first, build an altar. Amen. So, let's go to the main text
1: for today. As
0: we begin the, the preaching. First Kings 18, 30 to 39. Then Elijah said to the people, Come near. So all the people came near to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. I want you to note that he did not build a new altar, he repaired the altar that was broken down. If you, the Bible you are using belongs to you, settle that that day. He repaired the altar that was broken down. Amen. Is, is there a teaching service? Can I teach? Alright. Then Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the, Lord, the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones, He built an altar in the name of the Lord and made a trench. Okay, circle the word. He made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two sheaves of seed. Hallelujah. Then he put the wood in order. Circle the word. He put the wood in order. So we are going to take this, these points one by one. Hallelujah. And laid it on he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and he filled four water pots. Now second the word he filled four water pots with water and poured it on the bent of Bent sacrifice and on the wood. Amen. Then he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran around the altar. And he filled the trench. And he also filled the trench with water. So second, he also filled the trench with water. Amen. And it came to pass at the second time of offering in the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, The Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things in your name. Hear me, O Lord, hear hear me, that the people may know that you are the Lord God, that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Amen. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, burnt sacrifice, and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked it up and licked up the water that was in the trench. Now all the people saw it. When all the people saw it, they fell to their faces and said, the Lord is God. The Lord is God. Hallelujah. So, the first thing is that he called the people to come near. Amen. Elijah called the people back to God. You can't repair the altar without coming back to God. Amen. So, I am looking at the church but i'm also looking at you and i as individuals are you getting so it's not just i may interchange church with people but we is one in the same sometimes you can be around god but you are not back to god are you with me you can be in the vicinity but you are lost Martha was in the vicinity where Jesus was, but she was far away from him. To the point that she, uh, she protests that uh, was Jesus allowed Mary to be in the presence of God, when it was time to be around the presence of God. Two different things. Martha was around the presence, and Mary was in the presence. Most of the time, those of us who are around the presence feel we are in, but we are not in. So Jesus says that one thing is needful, is not being around, but being inside. The deception is that around feels like in, but it's not the same. I'm teaching powerfully I don't know whether you're noticing so when Elijah called the people, he said, "Come near, move away from being around to be in remember the people were watching before the the uh, background stories that four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal had been commenting they cutting themselves and screaming from morning to night that um, uh, the prophets, um, Baal should let fire consume the sacrifice. The people were close to the Baal prophets watching to see whether fire would come. And fire did not come. Elijah was was laughing at them that maybe your God has gone to use the toilet so maybe <laughs> cry aloud or cut yourselves more to call him back quickly and he didn't come so when it was when they had done it for a long time and realized that there was no fire coming now Elijah calls the people so these same people who have been around bow worship have been called in they were around both sacrifices both sacrifices were in the same vicinity are you with me two bulls were, caught, were taken one was given to 150 prophets one is given to Elijah they are in the same vicinity. Are you with me? So the people are around the presence of God, just as they are around bad. I Don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes being around and being busy, you can be around an object. You can be around a God. But that God is not God.
1: I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying.
0: That God will be bad. But it feels like you are in church. It could be that Martha was more of a a worshiper of the work she does for Jesus. Not a worshiper of Jesus himself. But, you know, sometimes you can easily worship what you do on faith. You worship coming to church to clean the church. You worship, you know, coming to lead worship, coming for rehearsal come and do all sorts
1: of things. They say, you should pray. You are praying. They say, you, you worship that more than the God. So, Jesus had to bring Martha's attention. The most important thing is not being a The most important thing is being in thing is meaningful. Mary has chosen that I will not be taken away. I, one thing is needful.
0: The need, needful thing is that you have to be in the presence of God. The, the, being in the presence of God, it's, it's a hard thing.
1: I, you can be close like this, but you are not. In the of God. So he called the people to come around. And so now they've gone
0: to the presence of God. And Elijah's number, the next one is that he repaired the altar. He did not establish another altar. A lot of times, we Christians like
1: establishing new altars without repairing the altar. I'm going to explain that. God knows you. By the first I don't know When you become a Christian, anyone that is born of God becomes a new creation. All things are passed away. Everything becomes
0: new. From that day, you know, it doesn't matter how far
1: you go. He still calls you, to you There's a scripture in the Bible that I love so much. Where God describes Jacob, he uses Jacob and Israel in the change of life. I don't know whether you can find that scripture. He was talking to Jacob. But anytime he referred to Jacob and Israel, he was talking to Jacob,
0: with the righteous part of Jacob. And anytime was talking, Hazar
1: 43, what verse is that? That's the one. So he's talking about Jacob and Israel.
0: Azar 43, what verse is that? Verse 1, L- look at it for me. Okay, he created, the creator, who formed you, O Israel. He created you as what Jacob and formed you as Israel. But now you have go on next verse. You see that when he talks about him, when he's talking about the sins that he has committed, he talks he calls him Jacob. When he talks about his covenant, he calls him Israel. Are you with me? What I want you to understand in that scripture is that God knows you are Jacob and he knows you are Israel. When you come as a new person because you have gone back to Jacob and you have gone to sin, it doesn't change you. But we Christians, when we comes out, I want to give my life to Jesus all over again. And, and Now you, you are creating a new altar which is different from the altar. There's a scripture in uh, uh, Psalm 51. From the sin. When when David had sinned, and David said to God, They created me a clean heart and renew. He didn't say, Recreate the right spirit. He said, What? Renew. Renew means it was new before and it became old and it has to become new again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Anytime God wanted to visit his people, he always says that, go back to your first love, Go back to who I know you to be. Go back to the first place. Rebuild that altar. Don't recreate another altar. We like to recreate altars. Are you with me? So that, let's say you are in this church and something has happened. And you are are backslidden in something. The first thing you think about is you changing your church. I because we don't like to re- renew. We want I have to create a new altar. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? I, I, I want to create a new altar. You want them see that I don't know whether it happens here but in America it happens all the time. A lot they'll reach they'll move from the city to another city. To another state. They'll join go to another state, join another church change their name, change who they are. They have bought a new altar, rebrand a new altar, and then they are now coming to worship at that altar. No. No. He doesn't visit Jacob as Joshua. Jacob is always going to be Jacob when he has come back. Says your name shall no longer Jacob, you shall be called Israel. Or you have now found favor with God. And with man. Are you good? So he sees you as Israel.
1: But he sees you as Jacob. You know the way Jesus was looking at Peter? That one. But he was the same person that was like water.
0: Are you getting that? He was, he was Simon, which was unstable. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. But he was Simon Peter, the rock. So when he goes back to his Simonic ways, he addresses him as Simon. When he's in his Peter way, he calls him. Am I making sense? Don't try to cheat on God. Don't try to. You can, you can cheat on everybody. You can You can fake everybody. It's all right. But don't fake God. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. When you go to God, tell God to do it. Look at what it says. He created me a clean heart and renew the step past faith within me. Go on, next verse. Cast me not away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Next verse. Restore. Someone say restore. Restore. It is says that create a new joy. Restore. See, God doesn't build different altars everywhere. God is a God of covenant. And the covenant he has with you is for life. Are you with me? It doesn't matter how far you go. He remembers you with the covenant, the old covenant. So anytime you are, you come back to the present, you have to rebuild
1: Rebuild the religion. Rebuild your time of prayer with you. Rebuild your time of study Where the word. Rebuild it.
0: Because that is where you are going to sacrifice your clean and making that. Never ever sacrifice dead things. The reason why Saul was rejected was not because Saul was worse the worst king. Are you with me? But Saul did half what David did. David committed 32 crimes. Saul only did half of it. Are you with me? But the thing that he was God was angry with. Saul was more interested in what the people saw and what the people thought of him rather than what God thought of him. David was the opposite. David could not care less about anything anybody thought of him. He was more... So you read the... the, Read on. Let's go on. Then I'll teach some guesses your ways and sinners will be converted to you. You Read on. It's, It's like
1: I don't,
0: I don't care. He goes on to say that I don't care about the people. Take your, take the crown from me, take everything, but do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Are you with me? Because that is my place of strength. Don't take your altar. I need the altar, because the altar is my secret source of power. If I have the altar, I can get the crown back. If I don't have the altar, I've lost everything. Saul went, Saul could not care less about the altar. Saul is a modern day Christian. It is more about aesthetics than anything. If I can save face, then I, I don't care about you. I don't. i would rather go and see a soothsayer to tell me what is going to happen than go back to God. Whatever will work, whatever will make people feel as if like it's working, I'm in on it. Hallelujah.
1: Father David, we must always make sure that we We are so transparent. Hallelujah. We are so transparent so that we are quick to be there. Amen. We are quick to be there. It must be our... Listen, as a church, we
0: must not focus on the people coming in. And how church looks nice, it doesn't doesn't mean anything, because all the people come blown away in two seconds. One one wind comes here. What remains is the foundations, the secret step I always
1: tell the pastors to make sure that the stem is strong. to gather the leaves. The leaves don't mean anything. I don't know what I
0: understand. The leaves don't mean anything. And my focus is always on the stem. And when the stem is strong, you know, look at the branches. Because the stem is what is going to remain after the leaves. When the weather changes, you see the leaves will all drop off. But the stem remains, the branches remain. The weak branches will drop off. But the stronger branches will stay. Uh, the stronger arms of the tree will stay. When the weather changes, the leaves come back. And the tree looks bigger than it was. Am I making sense? So most times you see most people, most churches, most Christians, Focus on the beauty of the tree, the leaves, how nice it is. Without realizing that it's not important. What's important is that he that dwells in the spirit place of the most high, he that dwells with God and with an altar, he shall abide under the shadow. That is the person who will not see draft. I don't know whether you're That's the person who will always make it. Amen. So Elijah repairs the altar that was broken. He didn't, he didn't build a new altar. He repaired it. And then he took stones and he put it there. Amen. And then he put what? He put the wood in order. Amen. He put the wood in order. I like I like that bit. He put the wood in order because I wrote something here. I want you to look at it. Um, I said, I just wrote this down. I said, we need order to enable the wood to be consumed when the fire comes. Are you with me? But order does not necessarily bring the fire down. Know whether you understand what I'm saying. If there's no order and the fire comes, there will be chaos. You see that not the whole animal will be bent because the fire could be hit on this side. Have you done a barbecue before? If you've done a barbecue before and you have the fire on this side and no fire here, and the whole place is full of meat, you see that one will be bent and the other. Is not cooked. So you need order. But sometimes as a church, sometimes as Christians, we focus more on the order than the
1: fire. I don't know whether you understand that.
0: It's very important to have an order. I think we talked about it the last day. Create a time of prayer which is specific. That's what I mean by order. Create. Be very disciplined with your place of worship. Don't be erratic. Because when you're erratic and the fire drops, you'll be consumed by it. Hallelujah. That's why we have order in the church. We don't say, because spirit, you know, there are some churches, when the spirit comes, anything goes. When the spirit comes and you see everything everywhere, it's like confusion. We call it
1: power. No, that is disorganized power. Hallelujah. It looks powerful, but that it's
0: not long-lasting. The reason why it's not long-lasting is because there's no order.
1: Hallelujah. So we need to create order. We must have order in the church. But sometimes we become so
0: dogmatic about the order that we don't allow room for the holy spirit. We don't allow room for the fire. So we must have a good balance where the wood is laid in water. Amen. Then the next one is what? Sorry? Dark trench, isn't it? No, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. We talked about that. He said he put the wood in order 33 and cut pieces, cut them in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he filled the water pots with water. Hallelujah. Am I going in the right order? Okay. So we're in verse 32 now, isn't it? 33 now. Okay, so he put the wood in other cuts and filled the water pot with water. Amen. And he poured it on the of offering. He poured water on the offering. Always make sure that you pour water on the offering. Make sure you pour water on the offering. Make sure you pour water on the offering. Make sure you pour water. On the offer, make sure you pour water on the offer. Make sure you pour water on the offer. I'm trying to get your mind on something. Make sure you pour water on the offering Make sure you pour water on the offer. I don't know whether you have understood it. No. What water is on your sacrifice?
1: What word is guarding what you do? I don't know whether you understand
0: what I'm saying. Hello? (laughs) I hope I haven't lost you. What water is on the
1: offering? Hebrews
0: 9. Hebrews 9.19 My time up. Today Pastor Gloria is not here, so we can go, isn't it? She's the one who she's the, since she's not here, I've seen that there's peace and all that? So she's the one. She's the one who who will trigger Pastor Sam and then Pastor Sam misbehaves. Today his trigger is not here. You see he's he's behaving himself. So I think she's the one who's caused of the problem. I think we have identified that, isn't it? Do not you agree with me? <laughs> hey, she's not here, but you're still afraid of her. <laughs> Hebrews nine nineteen to twenty one. The Bible says, For when Moses had every every precept to all the people, when he had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he spoke, he took the calf, the, the blood of the calves. And goats with water, scarlet wood, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the both the book itself and all the people. Can you see? Saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of ministry according to the law. Almost all the things, almost all things are purified by the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is what, no remission for sin. Amen. So you see that on the altar, there must be blood. There must be water. Are you with me? Because you must always have some a word that you are standing on in the word of God to do anything with you do. Because that is what defines your sacrifice. Am I making sense? Without the water and the blood, you know, the blood sign stands for cleanliness, isn't it? Without shedding of blood, there's no remission. So you that it stands for repentance. It stands for covenant. It stands for cleanliness. Are you with the water stands for the word. If you read the Ephesians five, the washing of the water by the word of God. Are you think? So you need you need the water. You need the blood. Amen. And he says that he made them it three times to the point where the the trench he dug was filled with the water. Now the trench, I don't know whether I talked about the trench. The trench is what separates the sacrifice from the bow, guys and Elijah. Are you with me? There must be a trench. There must be a difference. There must be a demarcation. You must always come to a place where you know where you messed up. And have a clean separation. See, the thing that we don't do as Christians most of the time is that we don't dig the eh? We don't dig around it. You see, if you really want to serve God in a certain way, some people have to be demarcated of you. Answer, you have to block some people. That is what I mean by digging the altar. Because if you have a girlfriend, I assume you have a girlfriend who always causes you to sin. You have a girlfriend who's always bringing men to come and sleep with you. Are you thinking? And then you've come to the place where you are repentant. But you haven't demarcated, you haven't blocked that test. Guess what? Are you thinking? So rebuilding the altar also means digging around the altar. It's not just gathering stones. It's not just laying the wood in order But you need to dig a trench around. If you want to to serve God, is it will take a sacrifice to serve God in a certain way. You have to lose some people. And you see, there's no um, there's no uh, getting around it. You have to be very very brutal. I don't know whether you understand what I'm mean. doing. When I decided to get very serious with God, because I've been around the presence of the things of God for a very long time, and when I decided to get very
1: serious with God, I had to cut some very close friends. I don't know. Uh, okay. I think my wife is so I
0: can say some of these things without having problems. You know, I used to have a two-bedroom flat. The a young man, finished investing. had a good job, had a nice job. And my house was the, 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 the place where the guys take it. the it. The, 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 sometimes I come home and I don't know the people who are in the house. Honestly, I come to my house, I don't know who they are. There was only one place that nobody was allowed, and that was my bedroom. Apart from my bedroom,
1: everywhere was. Sometimes I'll come
0: to the house, you know, I'll enter and I'll see some ladies cooking in the kitchen. And I don't know them. And this is my house. I pay council tax, I pay rent.
1: Sometimes I'll be there, you know, just go with my, my friends yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. There's some people who my house was like their permanent food. and I used to like, you know, like Friday, Payday, I'll go to Brixton. There was a there used to be a place called Red Records. Red Records used to sell. You know that's way before your time. We did even before CD's came. We used to buy vinyls, you know, like LPs. And I had ten tables, some SLR ten tables. You know, those times is way before your time. We had you know pieces. I don't know whether you know we had equalizer, we had uh, amplifier, we had you know like the deck and everything. So I was I was a home DJ. So Friday evening I'll come. Put my new records that I bought. So it's like I'm jamming. And then my friends, it's like every Friday was like a party in my house. I jam, jam, and I see everybody happy. And I'm.
1: And some of these guys,
0: me and them go way back. One of the guys, I was in the same nursery with him. Yes. I was the same, we lived in the same area. I was the same nursery with him, same primary school with him, same secondary school with him. When I moved from Ghana here, he moved from his father's house into my room in my mother's house. That's how close we are, or we were. You understand what I'm saying? Because like, his mom and his dad divorced, and the mom, the dad got the new stepmom. mom, and you know. So as soon as I left, he was like, he came to, he moved the stuff, he moved the stuff, came, told my mom, and my mom gave, gave him my room, and he stayed in my room till he came here. He is in this country. He has only been here once. I don't know whether anybody was here. Or remember, you know when Uncle, he sat at the back. He's a big, tall guy. He's bigger than me and he's taller than me. He's like this. Me and him, we have been from nursery. Nursery. We grew up in the same... My house... If my house is here, his house is uh, uh, past, what do you call it? The car park, you know, the car park next door, that's where his house is. So he comes in my house. He's always in my house. He eats in my house. He does everything. He only goes home to sleep. And he told you stories when he came. Yeah. He was telling them stories about how he grew up. And he was the one who was a charmer. He was the one with all the girls. <laughs> very, very handsome guy. Very, very, very handsome guy. Chop him. Chop him. You know, like, you know how to chop somebody. You no. Know, you see, if you want to serve God and we have to be ruthless. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I'm showing you how close this guy was with me. I actually I started a business um, where I had about five cars, six cars at the time that are given to taxis, so they pay
1: weekly. They give me money. This was. I'm talking about 1994,
0: 1995, they are back. I've been doing this <laughs> for years. <laughs> and when I stopped the business, I gave two of my cars to him. I mean, that's how close of a brother. When I decided that I want to serve God in a certain way, I changed my locks. Because all of them had keys. Everybody had keys to my house. So they will go and make their own key. There was a place that I used to put my key. Everybody knew where it was. But some of the people were so lazy that they decided they would make their own copy. Because it's very impressive when you come with a girl, and you open with your key. Yes, yeah, it's, it's my house. My house was my house was like it was like a boys. It was like a boys' a boys' place. There was only one place nobody was allowed, and that was my bedroom. As for that one, nobody goes there. Nobody goes there, but every other place opens. I
1: don't know what they are expected about. <laughs> but I had to dig a trench. And they were so offended.
0: Some of them to today they don't speak to me. Now the guys yeah, yeah.
1: and she, I always say that if you are climbing a tree, don't put dead weight on the You won't be able to
0: climb. For some of us, we are too Christian than the Pope. I don't know whether you understood what I said. We are, we are too saintly than Jesus himself. You want to carry everybody with you. No, it's better for you to get to the top. And then help them. These were guys. When I was going to school, they were laughing at me. Because it's like they're working, work Monday to Friday, and then Saturday, go and blow time. Saturday, Sunday, blow time. And then Monday, back to work. And then I decided I wanted to go to university. And I was
1: working around the clock to pay my school fees and go to university. Laugh. And they used to Let me see. Some you of know, them actually the day, we are still living that way. That's like Still living Monday. Exactly like where we are. So, the of the thing is, I
0: Some people will never help me with this They are nice guys. I mean, this friend of mine, he's my brother. He's not friend of my brother. He's very nice guy. all the years you've seen him only once isn't it 2014
1: i gave him i, I gave him about three or four of my suits he said, i want i want you i want to be and that was when you decided to go back to my house When I'm back, I'm I went back to the because where I'm working and where is working And as much as I love him as my own brother. I could live three, he's not married. It's a sausage. You have to eat it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the digging of the, of the, the trench is very Because when you dig the trench, then the water will fill it.
0: When you move some people, then God will bring some people into your lives. There are some people who are going to help you in your work with God, but they will never ever be seen by you until you have separated yourself. It was only when
1: Lot was separated from Abraham. I don't know the type of friend
0: but I don't know why I'm staying here for a long time but I, I think there's somebody here you need to catch on
1: friends that's why I'm going on don't play with Lot because Lot eats a lot
0: Lot talks a lot Lot doubts a lot
1: Lot is a lot. Lot is a lot. It's a lot to carry. So long as Lot is there,
0: you never see the promise. He was in the promised land. But he didn't know what the promised land. When Lot left, he said that look as far as your eyes can see. He gave him the land. So he was there. Right there. You may be in a place
1: of sacrifice but because there's no trench. Let's finish. Let's finish. Are you are you
0: blessed so far? All right. Then the next one's what? What verse are we on? Sorry? 34. Okay. Um, do it the second time, do it the third time so the water ran all over the uh, altar and filled the trench with water, isn't it? Then he said come the Then he called the God of
1: Abraham. Right? Am I on the right track okay so
0: he calls on the um the god of after the what the the altar has been repaired after the the wood has been placed in order after the Uh, the bull has been cut in pieces and put on the altar, isn't it? And water and blood fills the the wood and he calls on the God to come and consume. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came and by fire and licked the stones, licked the wood, licked the the bull, the, the water, the stones, and even the water that was around the trenches will lick everything. You see, the the power of your call will be seen by the worshipers of that. And the Bible says that and when they saw it, they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. You see, don't try and be a pleaser of bow worshippers because at the end they will come around to the lord your god when you show them the glory of the fire in you you know you understand what i'm saying. sometimes people try we try to become all things to all people so there's no the fire is not really I don't know whether you understand or not. The fire is not evident. Now, when these guys, these friends of mine, see, the interesting thing is, I didn't finish telling the story. The interesting thing is that some of these guys were at my turnaround also turned. Three of them
1: became pastors. You know them. Three of, three of the guys who used to be nice, some of them today,
0: some also went back to because they saw the benefit of it. Am I See, when your altar begins to grow, it attracts.
1: That when your life is shining, you draw
0: on it. when the glow of the altar in the house of God begins to be a place, people come from far, from near, and they come to the house. What did you go into a wilderness to see?
1: What did you go out of? Did you go to see a? when to steal the house of God on fire. It's time for us to set the house of God back on fire so that people come on fire and have a transformed life.